Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. It is time for kickoff RN Super Bowl champ James Jones. You got Joy Taylor, the one and only, the brilliant one. Eagles all-time rushing leader, LaShawn, Shady McCoy. But Shady, I was shocked when I saw our former teammate, Eagles star defensive end, Brandon Graham. He Ooh. said something this morning that appalled me when I read what the words. It was simple. He said, this, I love that we got whooped. I love that we just got whooped because we've been getting away with stuff and we've been talking about it, and we always address those things, but it caught up to us this week. I just know I love this team. BG saying I love that we got whooped. Now look, here on this show, I'm not yet over the whooping that the Niners handed down to the Philadelphia Eagles. (laughs) Second biggest loss of Nick Sirianni's career, and it's the biggest loss of Sirianni's career when he starts his starting quarterback. So this butt whooping, it reverberates through Lincoln Financial Field. I'll tell you that much. Shady, let me tell you this. The Eagles should be concerned. Oh. Dare I say the Eagles should be panicked. The reason is, when a team gets beat down, you already know, we all know, it's a copycat league. So until you prove that you have addressed your errors, until you prove you've addressed your deficiencies, you might get beat again the exact same way. Eagles, Cowboys, Sunday. We all gonna be watching. But what I was thinking about this morning, y'all realize that the Cowboys, from a personnel perspective, offensively, very much so match up to what the Niners and who the Niners are. Mm. CeeDee Lamb, Debo Samuel. Very shifty as a wide receiver position, can put him in the backfield. Tony Pollard, he has wide receiver experience similar to Christian McCaffrey. Jake Ferguson, he is not George Kittle, but right now he has five receiving touchdowns. When I think about Brandon Ayuk and uh, Brandon Cooks, not even thinking about the Brandons of it all, Brandon Cooks, a six-time thousand-yard receiver with, I believe, four different quarterbacks. When I think about what ability the Cowboys have to try to do the same thing to the Eagles, it leads me to believe maybe. Just maybe the Eagles have some concerns. The Eagles should be panicked until they prove to themselves, first and foremost, and then they prove to us and you as the Eagles all-time rushing leader that they have fixed their issues. But do you think the Eagles should be panicked? No, we shouldn't panic. We lost a game, right? When when you go into the records, they're going to show wins and losses. They don't show no points. We lost. We lost the game. And the beauty of this whole thing is we're still number number one in our division and number one in the NFC. Why are we panicking? We got a we got a an MVP candidate, Jalen Hurts. Yes, sir. A leader as a quarterback, and then it's stuff like that. What Brandon, Brandon Graham said. I don't know if you remember when we talked about the Niners game, and I said, you know what? This might be a blessing mm-hmm. getting beat like that because now other teams may not can, can deal with getting a loss like that. But when you have a team that's built 
with, with veterans, with experience, with Super Bowl champions on that team. On this team right here alone, we have a lot of Super Bowl champions on, on that team from 2018, something? 17. 17. Yes, sir. We have a lot of So dudes like Brandon Graham, he's a leader. When he speaks out, he means it. Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, right? Kelsey, yes, Jason Kelsey. So when, when, I, when I look at how you lose, that's one part of it. How do you respond? Mm. And then where you respond, not just the way you play. That's how you practice. It's, it's things like bringing up the way that they ran the ball on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. The, the way that we went tackling in the secondary. All those type of things when you have a veteran team, you speak about it. And I'll be damned if mm. this team does not respond. Mm. That's who we are. Philadelphia is made on guys getting knocked down and getting back up. Talk about it. Rocky Balboa, he's it. real in Philadelphia. Talk about it. On, on a serious note, the reason why we all love Jalen Hurts, it ain't always about his um, attributes, right? Yeah. I'm sure there's other quarterbacks that we may love some of their attributes. The one thing about the we love is that heart, yeah. is that leadership. And that trickles down all the way to all the other veteran players we have. So when you ask me, are we panicking? No. When you got leadership and experience on that team, we're going to be fine. Well said. And we going to Dallas. That's how you bounce back. You can't bounce back at home. Nah, we cool. We're going to take this show on the road to the Dallas yeah. Stadium. Yeah. Get a big win there with the so-called MVP and all them boys. Uh-huh. And then you're going to be loving us again. You and you're going to be loving us again. Possibly. Uh, <laughs> See y'all Monday morning. <laughs> you know, my answer I had circle was no. <laughs> He's doing the circle. If y'all are not tracking James's circles, producers. We're gonna, you know we gonna, gonna take his paper. We're gonna take his paper. Circle, know. G. My answer that I had circle was no. Until I heard that tweet and seen that tweet. Because for me, that screams false confidence. That's what that screams to me. And the reason why I say that is because they didn't play bad. You just got beat down. We played bad. It's not like it was bust bust assignments. It's not like Jalen Hurts got sacked 15 times. It's not like you turned the ball over. It's not like you fumbled. You just ran into a team on that Sunday that was clearly better than you and beat you down. To come out and say it finally caught up with us, this wasn't one of those games to where you guys are turning the ball over Jalen Hurst throwing picks or the defense, you know, giving up a bunch. This, this, wasn't, this wasn't that. This was clearly we are better than you right now in this level of the football season for the San Francisco 49ers. So for him to say that it finally caught up to us, what? Like, you ain't been playing well all season, but at least the previous games before the Niners, we can say, man, they got to stop turning the ball over. Man, they, they had three busted coverages. Man, they didn't get no pressure on the goal. Like, none of that stuff happened. Like, this was a solid football game for both teams. The Niners just beat them down. So to turn on the tape and then you come out and say that tweet, for me, this is false confidence going into this game. And I'm panicking because you are going to play another really good football team that has won 14 straight at home with the MVP candidate. And if you lose this one, we all need to have panic buttons up here because the Eagles have not played good football all season. And then you got your leaders coming out saying this. That screams false confidence to me. That screams a little panic in that locker room to me, Joy Taylor. If the Eagles beat the Cowboys 20 to 17 this weekend, will we? No panic buttons. We, no panics. No panics. <laughs> to me, it depends how, but I don't want to interrupt your. 2017. Yeah. Depends how. Like what how they how, look. Yeah. Even if, if they win, it's still a panic? Depends how, but I don't want to interrupt your take. I'll explain later. No, like they play like kind of good, and in the end, they win the game. I have too much to say. I genuinely don't <laughs> want to interrupt your face. Okay, but I, well, I'm saying panic, like panic over one, one week when all season long we've seen that San Francisco has done this to a lot of good teams mm-hmm. and really 
a lot of other good teams haven't done this to other good teams. So this is like a San Francisco problem. Mm -hmm. San Francisco is the one that's whooping on other good teams. Now, good teams are whooping on lesser teams, Mm -hmm. but we're not seeing a lot of Mm head-to-head battles that are blowouts unless it involves the San Francisco 49ers. So for me to say panic, I'll start panicking when this becomes a trend. Like Shady said, it's one loss. Was it a bad loss? Absolutely. But it doesn't count as like, more of a bad loss because of how bad it was. There are blowouts by good teams every single year. We can go back in the history books and look. We don't have time. I want to bore everybody. Just take my word for it. It's the truth. Mm -hmm. It happens. Good teams lose badly, and they tend to lose badly to other good teams who are able to take advantage of them not playing at the highest level. What I think he's talking about is the thing that we've been talking about with the Eagles all season long, is they've been getting away with not putting their foot down. They've been finding ways to win games, which is a reflection of maturity and leadership and making the plays at the end of the game, but they've not been winning convincingly. They've not been winning with flair. They've not been putting their foot down. And when you run up against a team like San Francisco, that ain't going to work. I firmly believe this game plan changes if they go up 14-0. Like, they should have. Like, you want to talk about them not doing their job. They didn't do their job. They got to the red zone twice, came out with six points. It's unacceptable against against a team like San Francisco when you know you need to put pressure on their young quarterback. So I can't say panic because, again, they have too much equity. Again, the Cowboys got beat down by the San Francisco 49ers team. They looked bad. They were talking about how humbling of a loss it was. And what did they do the very next week? They beat the Chargers 20 to 17. It wasn't some spectacular performance, but they won. Were we panicked about them then? I, don't, I mean, maybe we did. Maybe no, we did a about panicking about the Cowboys. About the Cowboys. Game, playing really good football. I think the panic sits in because the Philadelphia so Eagles isn't that all worse? season long have not been playing. Isn't that worse? I mean, it's a lot of flip-flop. It, that, that, to me, that's worse. Well, I mean, it's but, a, I, but I'm, I'm not trying to make this a Cowboys-Eagles uh, thing. I'm just saying the Niners have been doing this to everybody. So how you answer this week is what will determine where the Eagles really are for me. If the Eagles go out and play a really good game and lose to the Cowboys or they go out and play a terrible game and get blown out, or if they, however this game plays out will determine it for me because the Niners have been doing this to everybody. And if we're going to keep this energy for the Eagles, let's keep it for everybody who got blown out by the Niners, which I don't think we're doing. No, but the reason I'm highly panicked and shady, it's not highly panicked. The reason I'm concerned and it's borderline panic is you have to stop the bleeding. <clears throat> I mean, use that to phrase a lot in sports, but I'll, I'll ask for you all's help to really explain to the viewer what I mean. Shady, when you're on offense... If a team you see week three, week four, week five, week six, week seven, or week eight, if they run a zero blitz against you mm-hmm. and the whole game, you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Well, what are y'all working on on Monday and on Tuesday? Zero blitz. No doubt. All you're doing, Shady's coming to practice, walk through, they running zero blitz. They're walking through the zero blitz because they couldn't stop it. Right. Now, you don't know if you actually can stop it until the following week. When you get zero blitz, zero blitz for those at home is when you run an all-out pressure. There is no safety help. Everybody's right. playing man-to-man. You don't know if you can stop it until you see it again. Sir. Okay. And when you see it again, do you beat it mm-hmm. or does it beat you? Mm-hmm. The reason I, I didn't want to interrupt your, your question, Joy, is because regardless of the outcome of the game, Cowboys-Eagles, I'm going to be wondering how are the Eagles linebackers addressing the issues that the Niners presented? Darius Leonard, it's going to be Shaq Leonard, excuse me. It's going to be his first time starting. We assume he's going to start. How's he addressing it? If they keep number 41, Morrow as the starter, how's he addressing it? Darius Slay has gone to Twitter because he got called out by a former Eagles player now in radio saying the DBs didn't want to tackle. How many yak yards is CeeDee Lamb going to get? Jake Ferguson, is he going to get busy going across the middle? So to me, not only do I want to see the the Eagles win, I really want to see the Eagles atone for some of the errors that were glaring in the 
game against the Niners. That's where my panic lies. Not so much who's going to win, who's going to lose, but have you fixed your issues? So, first of all, I think that the, the Cowboys and the Niners are two different teams, right? Mm-hmm. One team plays with super bully ball, not talking about it, actually doing it. I don't see the Cowboys as a, as a straight bully team like that. I think they're a talented group. Another thing is, I went back and watched last year's playoff game against the, the Eagles versus the Niners. Let's just see, like, what really happened here? Like, it was a way different, different story, even though I'm talking about this all on offense for the Eagles. Yeah. Because I, uh, Purdy was hurt, so I didn't look at the, their mm-hmm. offense. Mm-hmm. So I'm strictly talking about the offense for the Eagles against the Niners' defense. Mm-hmm. And watching this year, or watching la- this, this year's game against them, they dominated the Eagles up front. Yes, they did. Right? But when they played last year, they didn't dominate them like this. So when I'm looking, at, they, had made, they made plays that wasn't as dominant. So when you ask me, how can you correct it? We talk about panicking. Well, it's easy. Certain things about holding down different gaps. Mm-hmm. Having that ass let us, you not running this ball. And I seen them do it. I seen them do it. I seen the corners coming up making tackles, right? Even the play McCaffrey shook um, Slay and scored. Mm-hmm. Last you, year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. coming up to, to pursue that, though. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, nine times out of ten, running back should make the cornerback miss. But the effort to come up there and make that tackle. This year, I didn't see the effort. Yeah. When I watched the Eagles versus Niners, I didn't see no effort from the Eagles. And I'm not used to saying that. Nick Sirianni, that's one thing I, I can say about him, where his, his teams, they're well coached. But they play with heart and attitude, and they play with effort. No doubt. So he asked about the small things to change. Yeah. I would love to change um, the two drives he had in the first quarter to score, the score on them, second game three. No doubt. But things that you really can change is that effort and that attitude. Yep. I like it. You need to uh, be in the team meet, man. Go back in there. Hey, the man, team. listen, man. You don't just <laughs> spitting. They need yeah. a little bit of that shady energy. Come on now. But for me, what game this season has the Philadelphia Eagles, from your, from your point of view, from top to bottom, played a really good football game where you walked out and said, we're getting back to our mojo? What game this year? Yeah. Um, I can't. It's See? Not, and that's no, my no, thing. But it's not a particular game. Yeah. But that, that's cool to say that. I, I know. But, but, but my thing is, there's, there's teams that play great. No doubt. And they still lose. No, no doubt. They still so, lose. For me, okay. I think the winning is covering up a lot of stuff. And now that they lost, it's starting to bring out a lot of stuff. And the reason why I say that, we're in week, what, 14? 14 going into it. We're going into week 14. Week one, we said the Philadelphia Eagles ain't, they ain't look like they were supposed to look. Week two, we said they ain't look like they're supposed to look. Week seven, we said the same thing. Week 13, we said the same thing, right? This might be who they are. And, it, and it, it sucks to say it because they have a bunch of talent over there, but you can't tell me after 13 weeks you just clicking the button to say we finna play, play the way we supposed to be looking. That's why it's panic time, right? You got, only reason why you guys are coming out saying this right now is because you lost badly. But you've been looking like this all year long, but you just made one more play than the other team finding ways to win. So for me, if this is who you are for 13 straight weeks, not playing consistent football, but finding ways to win, this is who you are. Boom, I pass it to you. I got one question, though. Go ahead. Name me another team that's been playing great all year. I'm waiting. It, it ain't even got to be all year. You couldn't pick one game. The okay. Dallas Cowboys, the Niners, the, the Ravens have dominated so, football so teams from first quarter to fourth quarter. The Eagles only, have there's, not there's done there's that. Only been, there's only been one team playing this year, since you're talking like that, that's been solid on offense and defense. I disagree. Ravens. I disagree. The Ravens have played really, really I, I, well. The Cowboys have played really, really well. The Niners have played really, really well. I think the Ravens are the, the second best team in football. Yeah. Right? Right? And so the Eagles get their thing together. But it's been more defense and offense here and there to more defense. The Niners give you that effort and that, 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 that crazy work on defense and offense. That's Shady, the only team. I, even the Cowboys, Shady, to, the, put, to put them in that category, I can't because they've been beating regular Shady, teams. The Ravens destroyed the Lions 
they near 40 points. They destroyed the Seahawks at home. I'm saying so, there's yeah, games yeah, that they have to play after that, from one quarter after to four. That, I'm we still about came on the show. We still came on the show and had a segment about who we giving more credit to, Lamar or, or the, the Ravens. So I, I hear you. It's not pretty. But if we're saying this is who the Eagles are, so then they're the best team in the NFC, win, they have the best record in the NFC and are still winning the division, that's who they are? Yeah, right. Only one team with 10 wins. Uh, that, so that's what's confusing to me. I understand that we want things to look a certain way. And I guess my pushback on the Cowboys is, and, and again, maybe they will do it this weekend. I don't know. I don't know because the Cowboys have beaten the Seahawks. That's the best win they've had this season. By that, I mean that's the best team they've beaten this season. Mm. That's just what it is. is. Is that an opinion or is that a fact? That's a fact. That is the best team they'd be in this season. So when you're talking about the Cowboys can exploit the Eagles the way that the Niners can, I haven't seen them do that to anyone of the Eagles' level. Maybe they can. Maybe the, it is a copycat league. Maybe the, maybe the Cowboys can't. We'll find out this weekend. But we're basing that solely on predictions because we have no evidence this year that that's possible. I would say we do. Against two. The Eagles. Yeah. Remember, Dak Prescott. But they had, lost. Correct. And that's the, that's the dilemma. That's why we're having this conversation. Because what Brandon Graham said was, we've been getting away with it yep. because we're winning. But, so you're right. But remember, in that game, the Cowboys had 405 yards of total offense. Dak Prescott, I believe, had 373 passing yards, 374, three touchdowns, no interceptions. The Eagles played a terrible defensive game by their own metrics and standards. 400 yards, three touchdowns, <clears throat> Dak Prescott had no picks. But you're right, but they lost. But so they didn't exploit anything, because if you exploited it, you win. That's different. They, I, like, again, with, like, speaking from your experience. That, 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 mind, help, that helps for Dak Prescott's MVP no, what it does argument. Is this, what it does is this. Is it makes Shady go back into the film room. It makes James, it makes you, it makes me go back into the film room and say, hey, we got away with this one, mm -hmm. but we better get this fixed. Yeah. So exploiting doesn't necessarily mean you win. Exploiting means we identified the deficiency. Now can we capitalize on the deficiency so much so that we do win? Because I think the Eagles have gotten away with but it But they all haven't season. done it yet. Like, you, cool, cute, you did all that, you lost. So all that work, all that hard work, all that film, all that, we're going to take advantage of this, for what? Because you still took the L the same way that you took the L against the Niners, because they all count for the same. <clears> so when I'm, when I'm saying that they haven't done it yet they haven't done it to success it is a zero-sum game here did you win did you lose right and, and another thing is as much as we we, we killing the, the eagles because they had a, a terrible loss to the niners it's like let's not let's not forget what we've done this year though we've beat the chiefs yeah who thinks a really really good team we beat the dolphins who we think is a really really good team the bills we beat the bills who we think is a really really good as a solid team not a good but a solid team yeah. and then the cowboys which is, so it's like as much as you want to make it like we're this and we're that because we had a bad loss to the Niners. We beat these good teams. Oh, no. And everybody I talk about is a Super Bowl contender other than the Bills. Would you, would you agree? Without, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To me, it's not that the Eagles had a bad loss. I, don't, I go beneath that layer. I don't care that you had a bad loss. A lot of teams have yeah, bad losses. Everybody loses. Last year, the Chiefs lost to the Colts. Yeah. Right. But then when we saw the Chiefs lose to the Colts, we said, wait a second. Sky Moore dropped a punt. Darnell, help me if I'm wrong. Sky Moore dropped a punt. And then Chris Jones gets a P.I. that was like a questionable P.I. Right, right. Huh? So you look at that loss and you're like... Come on, man. That but, ain't but, but that's not everything. Okay. In 2020, when I went to the championship with the Bucks, we got smoked by the, by the Saints. 38 to 3. So, but the point, the point I'm making is I'm wondering the how. So when I see that the Eagles lost, like if I say even, if I were to say that the Niners lost to the Bengals, to the Vikings, to the Browns, I could tell you the how. Yeah. And we could correct the how. When we talk about the Jags lost yesterday to the Bengals, we could tell you the how. And we could correct uh, the how. What if there's, what if there's no how? 
We just we got beat. But they, a better team beat us. To we beat me, us that day. again, Look, I live differently than you. So because I'm, for no. me, they're all, to me as a football player, there always had to be a how. Yeah. I wasn't as talented as you, so I couldn't just go out on the field and say I'm just going to beat this dude. I had to figure out so, how can I beat so this wait, dude. So wait, wait. So there's always a how it's, for it's, me. It's always a how. Yes, to, sir. To, to win a game or, or how we lost. Yes. To so, me, in my experience, there's always a how. So a, another team that's played better than we did. That, that never just surfaced. It happens. But it does happen. But the question is, like, why? For example, like, the Eagles didn't just lose, they, in my opinion. Yeah. The Eagles lost because uh, the linebackers couldn't identify who was going to be number three in fire zone. The Eagles lost because the defensive backs didn't come up well enough and make tackles. Okay. The Eagles lost because Traverius Ward shadowed A.J. Brown this year, unlike last year, and the Eagles didn't have a plan to free up A.J. Brown. To me, there is always a reason. It's not just you lost because you lost. There's always a how. But, I, I mean, I guess so. You're right. There is a how. Like, we watched the tape. This has happened. You should do this better. I agree with all that. But what I'm saying is when, when you look when you look at the, the, the way we lost the game, yeah. I can't make it as as if if, if we play these, these guys every week or we play them in the playoffs. Let's mm-hmm. take that. They beat us in the regular season. We play them in the playoffs. I don't. I can't just say that the Niners are going to beat on us because they whooped us in Philadelphia. I can't say that. Yeah. That's why when I ask you about how we lose, it's like, yo, okay, but look, man, I'm a hell of a player. You play better than me day and you won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because that's, A.J. Brown is, is like that, yeah, right? No and he had, he had a quiet game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that we have another. You had 114. Yeah, but, but, the, the, but the how went. 114 is cool, but, but how the 14 but, but And I think in a, in a primetime game, I, I think he'll, he'll show out a, a different way. J- Jalen Hurts, another one. He didn't play really well that game. I think in another, another circumstance, another game, right, the playoffs, I think he would play better. So that's what I'm saying. When, when you look at the score, I don't look at the score because they lost the game. That's it. But I, you can't tell me that they played again that they Hold definitely going to win just because of the way they lost. But that is what I'm trying to say. It's been like that all season. Nobody on the Philadelphia Eagles has played at their best but A.J. Brown. It's been like and that all season. Tennis, I understand you've been that, rocking with but them. it's not, been it's rocking not with changing, though, is but what you, I'm saying. So for me, that is habits. That is, that's, that's who you are 13 weeks into the season. It's not changing. Yes, you've been winning. That's why I covered up a lot. And we said that on the show. You're winning, but it's covered up a lot. Your quarterback started the season seven interceptions, seven touchdowns. Nobody was playing well, and they were escaping. Now they playing how, these. How do you, but see, I don't, this is what I don't get. You saying all that, right? And this is all facts. But you were the same person that was sitting in the best team in football. Yeah, because they were finding ways to win. And I'm so, the same so, person so, so, that so, said it was so, going to catch up okay, to them. So baby. if you say that they're the best team in football because they're finding ways to win, so if they're playing the same way they've been playing, they lost. Yes. Right? I, just, I expect the Eagles to just go to the whole year with just one loss. That's hard as hell no to doubt. do, right? No so doubt. So what I'm saying is if they play the Niners on another situation, another playoff game, and they've been playing the same way they've been playing all year. Uh, the Niners going to beat them down but, but, again. But hold on. But you just said that they, they could have a chance to win that game because they've been doing it all year. How, how we know listen, we... Listen to me. Listen you get what I'm saying? Listen how we know we, how we know that they can't you're, win like that? They've been doing it all year. And you've been saying they've been the best team in you're football. You're changing my stuff up. I said they were in the best, best team in football last week. I absolutely said that. I also said that this team has not been playing good football, but they're finding ways to win, and it's going to catch up with them. If right. they meet the 49ers in the playoffs again, and they play in the same way they play in this whole season, the Niners are going to beat them down again. If they go respond to the Cowboys and they look like the Philly team that we are all waiting for them to look like over these 13 weeks, hold on, over these 13 weeks, then I would say yes, they're going to have a better chance because they're playing better what if, football. What if, not? What if we play the same way we played all year? Then you're going to get blown out. out. What if the same way we played all year and then we win the game? 
Then what? That's gonna not going to happen, Shady. And that's why I say that's false confidence. You see what I'm saying? Why not? Because it happens all year, and you've been saying we're the best in football. Shady. You get what I'm saying? That's false confidence, Yo, the, 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 But the way, the way he's giving this take, he can never be wrong. I, we we play the way we play, right? And, and, and we're the best team in football, what he said. But now he's saying, but then the way they're playing, you know, they're going to get smoked again. Shady, that don't make sense to me. they're going up and down like this and going to beat the Niners, this then is, you have false confidence. Up, this is, that is not realistic. It's kind of funny. they got to switch this, up the way they play, yo, Shady. You know I do my counsel twice a week, right? <laughs> oh, I and, need to go with you because, whew. You could, I, you could, if you want to, yeah. that's fine. The, the thing is, right, I, she don't know me for Candy Pate, right? And she'll just say something back to me. I'm like, yeah, what you mean? She said, well, Sean, this is what you said. James, <laughs> I'm not making this up, bro. This is what you told us I in America. Did. I did. So I said they were the best you team like in football. You, like, protected on both sides. You said they was the best team in football. She said they was the best team in football. Let me ask you, They're not this week. Is, is the difference that the only team, because here's where I stand in the middle of y'all. The only team in my mind that could exploit the Eagles was the Niners. That was what I always said. And I think the Eagles can get away with it until they play somebody see, who's just as good talent-wise and just as good, if not better. See, Acho, I'm, I'm coming from when we were 15-1. and one. When we were 15-1, and one, we were looking just like the Philadelphia Eagles. Like this, finding ways to win games. In the locker room, we knew, like, man, we're not playing our best football. Eventually, it is going to catch up with us. And we like, oh, the next game is going to change. The next game, it's going to change. We're going we to be the Green Bay Pack. The next game, it never changed. And when we got in the playoffs, we got beat playing the same football. It does not change overnight as much as you want it to. Why'd it's you, been 13 why'd weeks. You, why'd you get beat in the playoffs but 15-1 and one in the regular season? What was it about the like, – how did that happen? Because I think that's the point Shady's Now we're in the playoffs consistently playing the best of the best. It's not you playing the 2-10 and 10 Kansas City Chiefs or the, the – the, Whoever else is losing out there, the Washington Commanders, it's not. You're playing really good football teams in the playoffs. But that, but, so for me, consistently, the Eagles have not showed us all year they, that they plan consistently but, but this, at a high is, level. This is where we're flip-flopping because there you go. they have beaten good teams. Four of them. Like, they have. Not so played, it's not even I like, played, like okay, I hear you, but you're talking game. about your ta- – but, but those are good teams that they're beating. Whether they're playing the right way or not, they're beating the good team. Right. It's not like they have one good win. They're beating the good teams. The good team they didn't beat was the team that we all felt was capable of exploiting a good team because they have been beating good teams that way. Right. So if we're going to talk about who they beat, let's talk about who they beat. And let's talk about who these other good teams have beat. I don't care about who they beat. I well, care then, about how they are. No, looking. we just said that though. We just said that they're like they're, you're going to play good teams in the playoffs. Those are playoff teams. They, they are. Playoff yes, teams. they are. So, I, and I don't disagree with you. The Eagles look terrible this weekend. Awful. Look. It was an awful, awful blowout, and they need to put their foot down convincingly in a game. And they might get an opportunity to do that this weekend, or they might get exploited the same way yeah. that, the, that the, the Niners did. We'll find out. But when we're talking about a panic, there's got to be more than one week of evidence that everything is falling apart. It's 13. I just know this, man. Josh, before you go to break, just know this. Hurry up, go to break, because I got to... We're going to have Slimmy here Monday. you going to be right here next to me. Right? See, oh! Nope. It's when we lose like that. Nope.
Hey, let's let's go to right Dak Andy Prescott Rome. from here. Let's oh, go to God. Dak Prescott from here. Uh, when we return, we have to talk about Dak Prescott, who actually currently is the MVP favorite. And the Cowboys are talking contract extension. Does Dak Prescott deserve to be the highest paid player in football? And does Vegas have it right? Is Dak currently the MVP? We're giving you the best topics in sports on hopefully what you consider the best show. Don't forget, check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. Yes, I mean, we need to start like... Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, family, we are in second and short, but this might be the most important topic of the day. Dak Prescott has ascended to number one, according to Vegas, in the MVP odds, in large part because the Cowboys have won four straight games. Get this, he leads the league in passing touchdowns to the surprise of most people on television as we come on camera. Dak Prescott is the favorite to win MVP. Right now, he is, obviously. James Jones, let's ask the question on television that we talked about at length before the show. Has Dak looked like the MVP this season? Yes. From game one to game 13. <laughs> Dak Prescott is playing lights out, man. However, however we want to look at it, however we want to slice it and dice it, Dak Prescott is playing lights out football. When we turn the tape on, at least consistently these last seven, eight weeks, we've been saying, look at that play by Dak Prescott. Look at that throw by Dak Prescott. His team is winning football games. Dak Prescott right now is playing at the highest level at the quarterback position out of anybody. And when you talk about the MVP race, we all know that is going to be a quarterback that gets this thing. That's just how it is. And Dak Prescott right now is the hottest quarterback in football. And he's earning it. And the blessing about it is, is he has a tough schedule coming up. He's going to have an opportunity to play against a lot of good quarterbacks that are in the MVP conversation. And he has an opportunity to truly, truly earn this thing. You know what I'm saying? But right now, when you turn the tape on and you watch the Dallas Cowboys, you can't help but say Dak Prescott is playing really good football. Look at that play by Dak Prescott, whether it's with his legs, whether it's with his arms. That is what we are seeing from Dak Prescott. He's playing at the highest level. I truly believe that he's played in in his career under Coach Mike McCarthy. And he's balling right now. We got to give Dak the, Dak the respect that he's earned this season. And he should be number one in the MVP race. Yeah, we talked about before the weekend that the MVP race could flip depending on how the weekend went because of how Dak played in that game of course. against Seattle. And obviously Jalen did not have a great, great game, and they got blown out, so that didn't help. Uh, we just watched what happened with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, so that didn't help their MVP cases. So that's where we are right now. And, and Brock Purdy's in the conversation as well, and it's, it's all become uh, – much tighter based off of how this weekend went. And it's a week-to-week league, and there's a lot more football to play. It's December, so it feels like the season's over, but there are still a lot of games left to play. Dak's going to have the opportunity to earn this MVP. He has a stretch of really good opponents coming up, and that if he can keep up the pace that he's had since week six, because if you actually look at the numbers before that, 
it's, it's not an MVP. It's not an MVP season. And you can say that about several mm-hmm. quarterbacks this year, which is why this race is so tight and is so week to week. And it's why it's so hotly debated, mm-hmm. because normally we have a pretty good idea by this point in the season who one and two is. And we're not really arguing about whether or not those guys are deserving of the MVP. This is a different year. It's been more defensive forward. You have a guy like Tyreek Hill that is on pace to do something historical that no one has ever done in the history of the league. And I think he's probably the only guy that we all agree should be in truly in the conversation. And if he does that, we'll probably end up winning it and deserve it. I think there is... There's a sliding scale this year for what the MVP is, what's the statistic that's going to set them over the edge. Is it going to be win-losses? Is it going to be overall record? Is it going to be winning the conference? It's going to be close. But what I do know is after week six, because we can look at the statistics that Dak was putting up before that, it's nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. After week six, he has been playing the best football of his life. He has been spectacular. He's looked like the best quarterback in the league. But now he has an, a chance to go out and actually remove all doubt. No doubt about it. Two five. You think Dak Prescott has looked like an MVP this season? Um, I'm gonna say no. I, I think Dak Prescott is playing the best football right now as a quarterback. Right now, right now, yeah, for sure. But when we talk about MVP, like the last couple MVPs, the win was Patrick Mahomes, was Aaron Rodgers twice, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. When I when I think of that MVP award, uh, that's like the best player on the team, best player in the league. Mm-hmm. When I look at Dak. I, I don't see that. I, I, he's playing well right now, right? And, I, and these quarterbacks, they're playing good against bad teams and good teams. And if we talk about this, being honest about the schedule and he, who he's played, in his first six games, you know them numbers. I don't even want to talk about that. So we must be talking about the, the last six games we're talking about. The whole season. Just go we can't, we, can't, we can't talk about the whole season because he hasn't been great the whole season. The last, the last six games, he's been on fire, right? Mm-hmm. He, hasn't, he hasn't had 300. I think his first 300-yard game was like week eight, nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. So he just started cooking. Cool. But my thing is, when you look at the winning teams he's played, he's 0-2 against them. It is. If we're going to talk about the, the, the freaking keep Seahawks. Going, keep going, keep going. Yeah, it's like, come on. I can't really take the Seahawks too serious. They're 6-5 for a reason. And Dak Prescott's going, doing these things against the Niners, right? Continues to do these things against the Eagles and win them games. I got to put him up there. But right now, for me, when I think of an MVP, I'm thinking the best player in, in, in football, the most viable. That's Tyreek Hill to me. The stuff he's doing, he's on pace to, to, to what, 2,000 and something yards, 2,100? That's special to me. That's MVP type. That's something like, without him, I don't think the, 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 the Dolphins can even win games. We've seen the Cowboys win games without Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. right? And I think he's a hell of a player. He's playing well right now. But when we talk about the MVP, I can't put him up there. If it's my, if it's my pick, because I'm not letting some computer geeks tell me who should be the MVP. Think about it. Every time you, you see the favorites and not the favorites, it's all quarterbacks. Everyone's a quarterback. And this year, quarterbacks is not dominating. Dak, none of them lose the Super just dominated from week one to right now. When I look at Tyreek Hill as a wide receiver, he changes the game, not only for his team, but for the league. He's about to set some records that we've never seen before. So you ask me who my MVP, I'm going with Tyreek Hill. Mm. It's just, I don't know, man. I think Dak Prescott just, just gets some shade, man. I do. You know what I mean? You said shade or shady? I do. Shade. I <laughs> well, I should have said shade. I think, I think, I think I Dak Prescott just gets just, just get some shade, man. I think... What he's doing this, this football season, people just trying to slide it under the rug. You know what I'm saying? And that ain't fair to Dak Prescott. And it's really unfair to when we try to compare the quarterbacks. We can't compare the quarterbacks. We can never turn on the TV 
on Fox Sunday and say, I want Dak Prescott to look like Patty Mahomes. Oh, but never say that. Oh, I want my God. Dak Prescott Ooh. to look like Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. So you can't compare it to the person. Ooh. So then you got to go to the numbers. Then you got to go to the wins. Dak Prescott is on pace to have a really good MVP season if he delivers in this stretch. But what he's been doing up to this stretch, he has been delivering. Every quarterback in this season has went through their ups and downs. Dak Prescott has been the best quarterback in the National Football League this season. Point blank, period. And I know... Trust me, I'm a receiver. I wish we could give it to Tyreek Hill, you know, but it's going to be hard for Reek to get that as well, too. Tua got to throw it to him. The offensive line got to block. It's a lot of things that got to happen. With these quarterbacks, the ball is in their hands every single play, Shady. So that's why they always have the best opportunity to win this thing. And everybody that looks at football knows that the quarterback position is the most valuable. I I hear that. If you don't have a good quarterback, you don't really win, even if you got a bunch of good people around. When I look at the MVP, I look at who's special, right? Who's special having a special year. That's what MVP is. And I look at Tyreek Hill, he's a special player. He's having a special year. No doubt. I, I'm never going to argue with that when, when I look at the MVP, yeah. I look at, like, superstar. I look at, I look at potential Hall of Famer. I look at all that. I can't... What if the Dolphins end up winning the AFC? Winning the AFC? Yeah, what if, they're the, like what if they the win AFC the AFC? No, like, this is a regular season award. What if they're the best team in the AFC at the end of the year? Mm, good question. And Reek gets to 2,000? Yes. Then we need to be handing Reek. We, we should all go deliver Reek his MVP trophy. Okay, so then why can't we say at this point in the season, with the amount of football that we have left to watch, which is significant, this stretch where Dak is going to play the best teams that they have played all year, he will have an opportunity to shut everyone up. You said it yourself. You tired of everybody making these pitches. Don't Everybody's talking about my guy's this, my guy's that. Go play. Show greatness. What we've seen from Dak Prescott this year has been very, very good. Where I think the the rub is, and, and the shade I don't get, like, I don't have, when I'm not talking personally about anyone. I don't have the ability in this role to, to I have to separate art from artists. Like, I, Dak being a, a good person, of course he's a good person. Mm-hmm. He is great. He is great for the league. He's a great face of the league. He does great commercials. He's an excellent representation for the biggest brands in all of sports in the entire world, which is the Dallas Cowboys. I don't have any agenda at all. When I'm saying at the MVP, when I think about the MVP, I think about an MVP, I think greatness. Mm. Like, Great, like you are the best player of one percent of one percenters of dogs of everybody. You left no doubt. Well, if there's this much conversation, I think there's a reason why there's this much conversation. That's all I'm saying. So at this point in the season, should he be leading the MVP race? Yes. And now, thankfully to the football gods, we have the opportunity for him to go and really remove all doubt. And Tyree Kill has opportunity, and Brock Purdy has an opportunity, and Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Because at this point in the season, we have, we have similar resumes when it comes to quarterbacks. Brock Purdy had three terrible games. Jalen Hurts has not played at the highest level consistently all season long. He's not had one shutdown game that we can, that we can name, but he's been consistent and the team is winning and we know they're winning because of him. Tyreek Hill is on pace to do something we've never seen before and the Dolphins have the best record in the AFC. So everybody has an opportunity right now. Why is that shady? Right. I don't necessarily think it's shady. What I think is shady is to say that Dak doesn't look like an MVP. 
I believe this season that Dak Prescott looks like an MVP. Now, for clarity, just for the viewers at home, y'all may not know, there are 50 voters. So when Shady says, I think the MVP is this, and Joy says, I think the MVP is that, and James says, I think the MVP is this, and Acho says, I think the MVP is that, there's a reason there are 50 voters, because how Shady thinks MVP and Joy thinks MVP and Acho and James is all different things. No doubt. Now, I think Dak looks like an MVP the year, MVP player Dak looks like this season, because I'm thinking about who were MVPs in years past. Sometimes the MVP is not always a huge recognizable name from year to year. I think about Matt Ryan's 2016 MVP season. The Atlanta Falcons were 11-5. and five. It's not the greatest record we'd ever seen before. Matt Ryan, I believe, had 39 touchdowns to 7 interceptions for the totality of the season. Dak Prescott this year is on pace for 40 touchdowns and 8 turnovers. When I think about Aaron Rodgers in 2021 versus Dak Prescott this season, through 13 weeks, they were incredibly comparable. 3,400 yards for Dak, 2,900 yards for Rodgers. 28 touchdowns for Dak, 26 touchdowns for Rodgers. Six turnovers for Dak, four touchdowns for Rodgers. So Dak quite literally is on pace for an MVP caliber season as it pertains to statistics. Now, Aaron Rodgers did win his division. But if Dak Prescott wins on Sunday, he will be leading his division on Monday. There are obviously several caveats throughout the duration of the season. So I think Dak Prescott looks like an MVP, but he has to go on the field and prove it the rest of the season. Coming up, we've been talking a lot about Tyree Kill. Let's go into the film room and show you all why Tyree Kill and Tua Tungavailoa are leading the AFC. It's not luck, it's not chance, and it definitely ain't happenstance. There are particular details that Tua and Tyreek are seeing in a manner that nobody else is seeing and we have to let you, the viewer at home, see it for yourself. That's next on Speed. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services Marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Tyreek Hill, Tua Tonga Vailoa, they have a crazy amount of trust in one another. Now, there was a play, James Jones, that was highly deliberated yeah. by many media personnel. Tyreek, he ran the wrong route, but Tua threw the perfect ball. First, we want to let you all hear the sound, then bring you all into the film room to break it down. I thought I ran a perfect route, and I had to, I was looking this way, and I had to just back this way. And, you know, it was just one of those things that, you know, 
Tua, he does a great job of throwing the ball exactly where it needs to be. And I thought he was wrong. Went back and watched the film. It's like, bro, like you threw the ball exactly where I was supposed to be. Now, the beautiful thing I see there is trust. Let's bring up the big board so we can talk about the tape right now. First thing I want the viewer to pay attention to, James Jones, is this middle field safety. Yes. Why is he so important to what they're about to see? He's so important because you are expecting your quarterback to protect you. It is trust. As a receiver, you are running routes, and you cannot see where everybody on the field is. You know who can see where everybody on the field is? The quarterback. So you have to trust the quarterback when he throws it to you or wherever he's putting his ball is to protect you from the defender right here you got a middle field safety. Tua sees it, uh, Tua sees it, so he's like, okay, I want Rick to keep this skinny post really, really skinny so I can protect him from that safety. Okay, understood. Now, as Tyreek starts to run this route, he starts to lean inside towards this middle field safety. Why is he doing that? So, so pause, keep it paused right there. You see that ball is already gone? Yep. That football is already gone, right? So he's expecting Rick to keep this angle down those numbers. Tua's throwing this thing with anticipation, so the ball been gone a second ago as Reek was on this course right here to, to go down them numbers. Tua sees the safety. So to protect my guy so he does not take a big time shot, I want to keep this thing down in numbers because I know Tyreek Hill is going to outrun this corner that he's going against. Okay, right now here. at the last moment, Tyreek Hill has to flip back around yes. and turn it back to the numbers yes. because Tua Tungavaloa is trying to protect him. That's what you're telling no me. No question. And this right here is why Shady and Joy want this young fella right here, Tyreek Hill, to win MVP because not too many people can do this and track this football right here. That's why they throw this ball at the combine right yeah. here. You know, because it's tough to track even though that you are running as fast as reek is running it is a tough football to track but two is throwing that thing down in numbers to protect him and one thing they always say for the world you run the wrong route you get the football that's it that's football <laughs> that's what they say but this is big time trust this is big time chemistry and this is excellent by Tua throwing this thing with anticipation protecting one of the MVP candidates. My dog, I appreciate yes, that. Now, what's interesting is Tua and Tyreek, they trust mm -hmm. each other. But the question is, do we trust the Dolphins? Joy, the Dolphins have still yet to beat a team, I believe, with a winning record. Though they beat the Broncos, smashed the Broncos, the Broncos may have an even 500 record. I don't recall off the top of my head. But have you regained your trust, your full, complete, blind faith in the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> when you put it like that, uh, I, I, trust, I trust the Dolphins a little bit more. I, I agree they still need to go out and remove all doubt, and they're unfortunately not going to get really the opportunity to do that until the end of the season because they have Dallas at home, they're at the Ravens, and then they have the Bills at home to finish the season. The next game is against the Titans, and then they have the New York Jets. So obviously those are teams that we don't think too much of. But what they have been able to do against bad teams is the same thing that Dallas has been doing this year against yeah. bad teams, which is beating them down, leaving, leaving absolutely no doubt. You're not in the same space. You're not on this level. Thank you for showing up today and earning your check. You can now go home with a very serious L. And I do like that the Dolphins have been consistent in that all year. The numbers that they're putting up are incredible, particularly with Tyreek Hill, which is why we're talking about him in the MVP race. 1,481 receiving yards, almost 300 more than any other player this season. It's more than any other player in the first 12 games in the Super Bowl era. And he has two 60-yard touchdowns this Sunday. That's the 20th and 21st of his career, only Deshaun Jackson. D-Jack and Jerry Rice have more. Those are two pretty good receivers. He's having an MVP season at the receiver position, in part because of Tua, in part because of Mike McDaniel and the way that they have this offense and because he is brilliant. So 
if they can do that against the teams at the end of the season, that will put them in that category of a team that we can absolutely trust going into the postseason. But it, regardless, they've had a, an incredible regular season beating the teams that they're supposed to beat. 2-5, where you stand on the Miami Dolphins? Yep. They on your trust. You know, I've, I've always had trust in the, in the, uh, the Dolphins. <clears throat> Same way I look at the Cowboys, I trust in them. Um, we would like to see them beat some of the, the better teams, and, uh, and when they'll get a chance to do that. But I just can't get over the fact that, like, what we see is what we see. They're, they are a good team. And, and I look at, like, a loss to the Eagles. Eagles are a good team. They lost to a good team. That, that's, that happens. But when you look at, like, contenders, if I told you that, that the Dolphins can win the AFC, right, and be a contender for Super Bowl, you would believe that. Because they are a good team. Right. And you talked about Tyreek Hill. That's why I love the MVP for him is because, like, the stuff he's doing is but that's, that's, that's historical stuff right there. No the, the guy has 1,400 yards, 93 catches, 12 touchdowns. Come on. That's special. It is. And I hate to even go back to the MVP thing, but, like, when we talk about these different MVP type of candidates, like, that's, that's really balling. No question. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's, I feel like the way he's playing, he's separating himself from everybody else. Yeah. So to ask me that are, are they – a team that I trust, I truly do. I want to see more from them. Like, I want to see more from my Eagles. I want to see more from the Cowboys. Only team I can see right now that, that's really dominating in the fashion is the Niners. They playing good teams. They beating them by a nice margin. Let me ask you this, because I'm fascinated by your thought process. Obviously, I differ in it, and it frustrates you at times, but I'm curious. What did the, the fact that the Dolphins have lost to the three best teams they've played, mm-hmm. how does that move your opinion? And does it move your opinion? So, so I look at things like... Um, Jalen Ramsey coming back, right? Mm-hmm. Since he's been back, they've been ranked the number two defense in football. So now I look at, okay, offensively, we know what they got, mm-hmm. right? We know what they got. Then you look at the defense. Now, when I have two lockdown corners, the same way that the Cowboys had that, mm-hmm. same way that, that we look at Bland and we look at Gilmore, the same thing with the Dolphins. You could do so many different things now. We want to blitz more. We want to play different coverages. You can do that. And I feel like if I look at just the personnel and look at the coaching and I look at the players and I put that group in the playoffs, that's a scary team to play. It is. Even if the Dolphins haven't, have lost all the three good teams, yep. as a group, you put them in the playoffs, that's a scary team to play against. It because is. they have all them but different I still, dimensions. I still need, because I'm, I'm, I need, I want to understand this from LaShawn McCoy's perspective. Jalen Ramsey was there when they played the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I think they well, could have and should have beat the Chiefs. Yeah. I think that was the second game back. First game was the Patriots. But when they played the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Bills, the offenses still look pedestrian. Mm-hmm. I think 20, 20 points against the Bills... Shut the Chiefs uh, out of the second half. I think half. like yeah. 14 yep. or something yep. against yep. the Chiefs. They still lose in the offensive pedestrian. Yep. They're still losing. Yep. Are they scary? I agree. But they're losing. Does it not change your opinion at all that they're losing well, the I, three be- best games? I would like to see more. Yeah, I would love to see more. I, would, I, I guess for that test you're asking, yeah, I would love to see more. But what I'm saying is when you get in that playoffs, right, there's, there's no tomorrow. You know, you lose a regular season game, you're blown out, cool. You got tomorrow to, to, to look at. And the playoffs is none of that. It's either win or you go home. And, I, and I, when I think of matchups, Andy Reid used to always talk about matchups, right? No matter how good this team is, where the matchups at? The DN versus that tackle, right? The running back versus that linebacker. Uh, uh, the tight end versus that safety. That wide receiver versus that corner. And when I look at this team, the speed, the, the smarts, and, and that coach, McDaniels, like when I look at that, you put that in the playoffs, that's a scary team to face. Yeah. And nobody wants to play a scary team. A scary team and a super physical team. Those are two teams you do not want to play in the playoffs. Joy, I want your input on this one because I, I hear Shady and I understand where Shady's at, but you as a Dolphins fan who know have watched more Dolphins fan than maybe anybody on national television, how does the fact that they are a scary team, mm-hmm. of course they are, but the Bills weren't scared, 
The Chiefs weren't scared, and the Eagles weren't scared, albeit regular season. I'm acknowledging that. So how does the fact that they did lose all three of those games, like how does that factor into where you put the Dolphins in the hierarchy of legitimacy? Well, I mean, I think the Eagles and the Chiefs have a bit uh, more equity during the regular season than the Dolphins do. That's why I say that I don't, I don't get too concerned about week to week with the Cowboys, with the Chiefs, with the Eagles, with the Niners, because they have equity that they can lose during the regular season and still win in the postseason. The Dolphins have yet to prove that, but the Dolphins are doing the same thing, essentially, that the Cowboys have done. Now, they need to beat some better teams down the stretch yeah. and look at the opportunity to do that. But I say that kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth because, again, like Shady said, they get to the postseason, all this regular season, who'd you beat, blah, blah, doesn't matter. It really comes down to what you do in the postseason. Now, the difference from the Dolphins and those other teams is the Dolphins haven't had the opportunity to do that in the postseason. So I think we want to see more from them during the regular season in, in, the, in the space of beating good teams. We've seen the Cowboys take losses during the regular season and still go to the postseason and win. We've seen the Eagles do that. We've seen the Niners do that. We've seen the Chiefs do that. The reason why no one panicked about that Colts loss last year. Why? Because it's the Chiefs. We ain't going to flip out because the Chiefs lost to the Colts even if they look bad. We know what they're capable of doing and we know that they can overcome that and play well in the postseason. So I, I trust that they have the capability of doing what we watch them do on the field. Now they just have to go out there and prove it. But what about the fact that we haven't watched them do it against good teams? Like that's what, that's the, the, the wrestle I have between y'all two is like, I hear everything y'all are saying, but like, we, we haven't no, watched we them haven't. do it we can't, you can't You can't argue that that's a fact. Do you feel the same way about the Cowboys? A thousand percent. Yeah. So this is my Dolphins thing. Dolphins and right, Cowboys right, to me right, are in the and, same and, place. And, uh, and this is coming from an Eagle fan, right? Or, or all-time league Russian Eagles history. Okay. Right. <laughs> anyway, but, but to be honest, like, a team like the Cowboys, and, and I know Dak's playing great right now, so it, it helps up my case even more, but that's a scary team in the no playoffs. Question. They got everything you need. They got talent on both sides of the ball. They have elite talent on both sides of the ball, right? They haven't beat good teams, mm -hmm. but they are a scary team to play against in the playoffs, to, to prepare for them. The, the, the Dolphins, mm -hmm. you look at them in the playoffs, they are a scary team to prepare for. So even though they haven't won these regular season games, because there's no real pressure right now. Yes, you lost all the good teams you lost on. Cool. You have tomorrow to think about. Hey, we lost, man. Hey, hey, bring it down. We're going to play harder. We'll see you next week. Right? And it's none of that in the playoffs. Family on three. Right? Six. Family on three. And I think that when you get to the playoffs, like, everything's on your mind. Yeah. Every small, the margin of error is so small. So now when I get beat by Tyreek Hill, I'm not, it's not okay. Right? Because you get beat the rest of the season. Hey, hey, you good next time, bro. Hey, he fast. You know that's, that's what we do. He's fast. Not in the playoffs. No doubt. And every little thing matters. So when I, when I think about the matchups, and I think about the pressure. I put the pressure with the matchup together. Because yeah. now it ain't just playing the, the Dolphins that can't beat the good teams. It's playing a scary Dolphins team in the playoffs. Because zero zero in the playoffs. Yeah. That's the only thing why I look at them and the Cowboys, that they are a scary team to play yeah. against. And I hear everything you're saying, but you can't trust them. Just like you can't trust the Cowboys, right? We are waiting for the Cowboys to dominate a good football team. We are waiting for the Dolphins to dominate a good football team. That's why this weekend is so important for Dak and Dallas. You know, the Miami Dolphins are the same way. When we talk about star power, you could put the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Miami Dolphins up there with the best of them. But you can't trust them because trust is who you are consistently. Consistently, when they play the really good football teams like the Cowboys, they don't find a way to win. 
point blank period. So for me, you cannot trust him from that standpoint. I agree with you, Shady. If the Miami Dolphins win the AFC and they wind up in the Super Bowl, we wouldn't be surprised because of the talent they have. If the Dallas Cowboys go on a stretch and they get to the Super Bowl, we wouldn't be surprised because of the talent that they have. But we also wouldn't be surprised if they took L's. Yeah, that's what I because because because, I because of what they have shown. But them. I would I would be surprised. That's why with, I just, with who if they win with the, the Dolphins if, if or the Cowboys? I love the Dolphins. I love the Dolphins. But if the Dolphins lose to the Ravens, like say the Dolphins make the playoffs and don't beat a team with the winning record all season, I America will be surprised. Call me out, tweet this out, cut this out, do whatever you want to do with it. If the Dolphins don't beat a team with the winning record all regular season, go into the playoffs and win the Super Bowl, I will be surprised. If the Cowboys don't beat a team with the winning record all season or outside of the Seattle Seahawks, go to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl, I personally will be surprised, but only because I look at who you are. If you lost all those meaningful games, Mm -hmm. how am I now going to believe you're going to go win four straight? Me personally. But for me, though, surprised is what the Green Bay Packers just did to the Kansas City Chiefs. That, that's a surprise. When the Miami Dolphins take the football field, we surprised if they beat anybody with what they got? No. That's, that's all I'm that's saying. So if you lose to all these teams in the regular season, and yes, we're going to talk about them like we can't trust them because they ain't beat no good teams, but we're not going to be but surprised if they ask, get in and make then, a run. Real quick, so if we look at all the, even like um, a lot of the different champions or, or playoff runs, there's a lot of teams that, that I won't say they played great in the regular season, but in the playoffs, they was a scary group. Right here. You know what I'm saying? Right here. I mean, what what year was that it. when um, Niners whooped on y'all like that? When they it whooped was up two years. Like, it was two years. 2013. He threw for 80 yards. Yeah, and they beat and, us at the crib. I, I was surprised about that. But then when I thought Me about it, I'm like, shady. But no, no, but listen, listen, I'm being serious. When I thought about it, I'm like, yo, you know what? That's a scary team to play against. They super crazy physical, right? And they're going to play great defense. That's how they win games. I'm like, they're not going to beat uh, freaking Aaron Rodgers, yep. MVP Aaron Rodgers in the Green Bay, in Green Bay. Yeah. And they did. And when I think about it, what about this take I was talking about? It's open the it's wound all, all the way up. Huh? Sorry about it's that. But it's, it's, it's all about the matchups. It's all about a scary team. That Niners, they were a scary team, bro. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying the Niners is going to win a Super Bowl. Or not Niners, but the uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. But they are that good, and they are that scary that they could. Yeah. No doubt about it. Well, when we return, let's figure out who is the best team in football. Eagles. Now that games no, have been I'm played, I'm joking, I'm joking. it's time for the power rankings. Where does your team line we up? Drop, I'm going to get through all the latest pick six of the NFL rankings. Come back to see who is number one and the surprising number two. That's yeah. next on Speed. We t- are we two at least? Are we three? <laughs> Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. family I'm a defender so you know it's all about a pick six for me well let's pick the six best teams in football as it stands right now and boy has there been some shakeup. not at number six though Miami Dolphins they are still in the spot they were last week they got another win a very dominant win versus Washington embarrassed that defensive coordinator in its first game as a DC I feel bad for him but the Dolphins nonetheless they're at six at number five 
The Chiefs, they had to move down a spot, y'all, because they lost in fairly convincing fashion in Lambeau Field to the Green Bay Packers. At number four, the Dallas Cowboys, they are slowly but surely climbing. I get it. They had beat the Panthers. I get it. They had beat the Commanders. They had beat the Giants. But after beating the Seahawks, Pro Bowl secondary players, all pro secondary players, and Dak Prescott Cook, Cowboys had to climb. At number three, Philadelphia Eagles, they descend. You can understand why. A 42-19 loss at home. Lincoln Financial Field. It was the biggest loss of Nick Sirianni's career when he played his starting quarterback and second biggest loss of his career in totality. That has to count for something. Two best teams in football. Number two, Baltimore Ravens. Defensively and offensively, they are top-notch. When you think about their scoring defense and their scoring offense, hard to stop, hard to beat. And number one, there should be no argument, there should be no discussion, there should be no debate, and you won't hear one from me. Bang, bang, it's Niner gang. Shout out to the Niners, Brock Purdy, Fred Warner. Finally, our graphics are correct. You can see Fred Warner there because he is the facial representation of the San Francisco 49ers, at least on this show. These are the six best teams in football today. But the beauty of the sport, you ain't got no idea about tomorrow. When we return, the defending champs upset by the Packers, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs. Is it panic time? Can they get back on track? Is the Super Bowl just a dream at this point? We got to break down their issues and if they can fix them, that's next. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, save $30 on the American-made Steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Had to bring y'all back in the film room with my dog, James Jones, because the Chiefs' James took a shocking, yes. to me, loss to the Packers. Yes. But in large part, it's because their receivers are very confused at oftentimes. Now, first, I want to show you what good receiver yes, play looks yes. like. Hold on really quick, though. Yep. Hold on really quick I'm before done. we go. I'm holding. Listen, the main thing that we are taught at receivers is you have to stack the defensive back. Why do you have to stack the defensive back? Come to me, Acho, yes, real sir. quick. The viewers at home. This right here is not stacking. Is okay. this, if you're throwing me the ball, is this a good play for you, a quarterback, to see open? Nope. No. Okay. But if I stack, I chose. Now oh. look what the quarterback sees. Got you. Wide open touchdown. That is what you are taught since day one, and this is why Reek is so special because okay. he does these little Patrick things. Mahomes misses Tyree Kill. This is Tyree Kill doing it excellently. He's going to stack the defensive back. We're going to teach you something and show you why it matters mm. here in a moment. Mm. Okay, Tyreek Boom. He beats him. Pause. Yeah, pause it right there. He beats him, and you see he's inside leverage, but he knows I have to stack this dude for Tua and get back to these numbers. Now, he has to get back to the numbers because you want to get as far away from the middle of the field safety mm -hmm. as possible. The middle of the field safety is looking to take your head off as that wide receiver. So Tyreek Hill, not only does he beat him, but you're going to see he starts to work outside. That is pivotal to your eyes at home as a viewer. He'll work back outside. Pause, Pause yep. right there. Boom. 
Look at what Tua is seeing. Even though this ball is gone, look at what Tua is seeing. That's called, that's wide open in the National Football League. Okay. That's really an easy throw for a quarterback because of the work that the receiver did and okay. letting him see that he's open. Here is what I want you at home to pay most attention to if you see nothing else. Look at where the ball lands. The ball is on the numbers. numbers. That is pivotally important. I'm not going to let the rest of this play run. Now I'm going to get to Marquez Valdez-Scantley. He is who is supposed to be the speed demon for the Chiefs. He is who does it wrong on this play. James Jones, break down what is now going to occur on this play. So it's kind of similar. Pause right there. Boom. See the safety in the middle of the field? Yep. You know who else sees him? Patty Mahomes. Patty Mahomes sees him. You know who doesn't see him? MVS. MVS. This is one of those plays to where you need to understand the coverage before the ball is snapped. And when the ball is snapped, sometimes the coverage may change yes. and your eyes have to be up to see the coverage so you can change your route. If his eyes is not looking back at Patrick Mahomes right here, he's looking back like it's a bang post. This is a skinny post. A bang post is caught at about 20 yards. A skinny post is caught at about 35 to 40 yards okay. down the football Now the field. difference between this play and last play. Last play when Tyree Kill won, he worked back, back outside. But MBS on this play, he keeps it inside towards that middle field safety who we are desperately trying to avoid incomplete pass. But if you remember, and I got to run it back, where does Patrick Mahomes throw this football? Down James the numbers. He is expecting him to do what Tyreek Hill just did. Oh, I think he played with Tyreek Hill too. Yeah. Yes, he did, right? So he's expecting MVS to do what Tyreek Hill did. Now you went inside. Now stack them. Get back to those numbers so I can keep you away from the safety. And you can see the frustration mm, by mm, Patrick mm. Mahomes, a two-time MVP right there. So my question coming to you first, Shady, you won a Super with the Kansas City Chiefs. Nobody on national television doing daily TV can say that. Can the Chiefs fix these issues? Can the Chiefs fix their issues? The wide receiver woes, can it be done this year in time for another Super Bowl? Um, I think so, right? I think it's a matter of just adjustments. And I'm surprised to see MVS still playing as much. I know one thing about Andy Reid, if you're not getting things, if you're not getting better each week, Right, and, and you see, a, he sees a decline. He normally moves on from that player, and I thought I would see maybe more Rice, maybe more Kadarius Tony, even more Sky Moore. But we haven't been seeing that. So the wide receivers got to help him out. Point blank, period. I can't. Patrick Mahomes he gets up there every week, and he takes a lot of the the blame as a true quarterback does. But we all know that's all not his fault. Mm -hmm. They're running the ball extremely well. They're playing solid defense. We need the young wide receivers to make plays, right? And I think even, even with MVS, it's really not his fault because he knew who he was. And the same thing with Green Bay. He had a lot of inconsistent play, and then he had a lot of drops. And what did they do? They benched him. That's what happened in Green Bay. So I'm just confused on, like, why are they not making no more adjustments? Giving other players another chance. I guess money does matter, yeah, right? Money matter. <laughs> when you make it $10 million a year, you got to try it out yeah, there that, sometimes. And, that, and that's true. I just think Andy's more on, like, he does the money thing, but he's all about winning. So I'm just curious to see why they haven't changed up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they are third in scoring defense. They're allowing 17.3 points per game. It's pretty good. It's really good. It's really, really, really good. So if they can fix whatever this issue is, mm. I mean, what more can you ask for? Get to 18. You, 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 you get to 18 <laughs> points, you're going to beat everybody. Like, that's what the defense is providing for you. I think the issue with the Chiefs is this year – this is not the Chiefs' identity, winning through defense, not scoring a bunch of points, not taking advantage of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's brilliance. So whatever the adjustment needs to be, that needs to be made to take advantage of that and get back to the DNA of what this team is, 
they need to figure that out. Can they figure it out? Is it a talent issue? Is it a communication issue? Is it a simplifying the offense for these receivers issue? I don't know. But if there's two individuals that I'm going to trust in the NFL, it's going to be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to catch me uh, flying the Chiefs are over banner. I'm just uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to ride with this 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 partnership until the wheels fall off because I've seen them do it before. And again, the defense is playing so well yeah. that if they can figure this out, yeah. who, who are you trusting more than the Chiefs? Yeah, I'm not saying that the Kansas City Chiefs are not going to win football games because, I mean, they, they possibly could turn this over and run the football, run the air out of the football. I don't know. Andy Reid may come up with something to win some football games. But they're not fixing this. They're not fixing this quarterback to receiver thing this year. This is something that's going to have to be fixed in the offseason, in OTAs, in IPWs, whatever it is that's going to, in training camp, is going to have to be fixed there. A lot of people don't understand receiver quarterback play. Every receiver is going to run it different. Aaron Rodgers knew. J.J. is going to put a little sauce at the top of the route. Jordy may not put a little sauce at the top of the route. Randall is faster than all of them. He's probably going to get in and, out, in and out of his break faster and get into this route faster than J.J. or Greg Jennings may be. Greg Jennings is going to be nice and smooth in his route running. I know Greg is going to be where he's supposed to be. Everybody runs it different. During training camp, during OTAs and IPWs, we had to build that chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. Because as much as people want to say Andy Reid is a great play caller, which he is, you're not out-scheming everybody every play in a football game. At one point, either if, even if it's motion, your receivers are just going to have to win. win. Yeah. And win. when they do win, they're going to have to make the play. Yeah. And a lot of times they win, and Patrick Mahomes is in front of them, behind them, because the chemistry is not there. So it changing during this football season, I don't see that happening. And these dudes might go out there and have a really good game, but if we're talking about consistently, during the rest of this season, I don't see that change. Well, we got to see what the chemistry will look like for the Jags quarterback, C.J. Beathard, and his wide receivers because Christian Kirk, he's out for eight weeks. Trevor Lawrence, he's week to week with the high ankle sprain. Does that mean the Colts or the Texans can sneak up on the Jags? How big a loss is the former number one overall pick to the Jacksonville Jags, and are they in jeopardy of losing the whole dang thing? That's next on Speak. All right, we are in a hurry-up offense, Then the Jags want to hurry up and get Trevor Lawrence back on the field. High ankle sprain, left the game, and then they had a crushing loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, to everybody's surprise. That's the whole world was watching. Christian Kirk, wide receiver, also out for an extended period of time. But, Joy, what's even more fascinating, or just as fascinating, the Texans having a surprisingly good season. The Colts having an even more surprisingly good season, seeing as Gardner Minshew has stepped in as their starter. Is the AFC South in jeopardy for the Trevor Lawrence list, Jacksonville Jacks. I mean, they have a, a pretty significant lead right now, but it, it, it could slip pretty quickly. I mean, I, I don't know what kind of faith you have in, in the Jags if, if Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk aren't out there. And the Colts, to, to your point, are having a good season. They're 7-5. They have the Bengals, the Steelers, Atlanta, the Raiders, and Houston. I almost can't read my own writing, China. <laughs> this list but they have they have some easier teams coming up thank you and then the houston has the jets tennessee cleveland tennessee and uh the colts to finish the season so neither one of them really have rough stretches coming up this is really disappointing it's uh it's been a crazy year for quarterbacks you got aaron Rodgers, anthony richardson daniel jones deshaun watson joe burrow kirk yeah. cousins all out for the season 52 different quarterbacks have started a game through week 13 
seen so far this year through 2023. It's just, uh, it's, it's been rough. It's really disappointing. I hope he is able to get back. Just, you know, obviously we hate seeing guys go down, but we want to see the best competition. And it's really been tough. Shady, I'm going to pivot the question for you because I know you are not the biggest fan of Trevor Lawrence's game on the football field. Who do you have more confidence in right now? Houston Texans, D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud, obviously they've lost Tank Dell as well, or these Jacksonville Jags. Houston Ooh. Texans 7-4, and four, Jags 8-4. and four. Who it, you got more confidence? You know what? I mean, even the Colts, like all, all these teams are, are, are so close, right? This, this division is um, it's a, it's a tight tight division, so I'm not really sure knowing what that injury is with Trevor Lawrence. And then even even the Texans, they've been playing really well. I don't know how well they'll do now with, with uh, Dale not being there because he's a big part of the offense, but they got a really young team that's really, really good. Coach by D'Amico Ryan's was a really, really good coach. Um, and then you got even, more confidence in them? It's, I mean, it, they're all... It's a toss-up. It's, it's, it's a toss-up. Like, C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback to ever play at Ohio State. Sure. And he's a rookie. Like, think about that. Like, stuff he's doing with yeah. the Texans and then the Colts. They find a way to win. They find a way to win. So I, I mean, this, this division is up in, up in the air. I, you know what the cool thing is? I didn't expect this division to be that tough. No. Yeah. Right? I thought the Jackson would run off with it. Run away yeah. With it. yeah, no doubt. No, I mean, when I look at this, I mean, Joy touched on it. I mean, all three of their schedules is really, really easy, you know, when you talk about them. But when you look at things like this, this is going to come down to the wire. And for me, I got to go with the best quarterback in the division right now, and that's C.J. Stroud. You know, when you watch C.J. Stroud play, it's tough to go against the Houston Texans. And D'Amico got him playing really good defense over there. So if you ask me, with this division coming down the wire, with Trevor Lawrence possibly not being there, I think the Houston Texans could possibly get up in there and win this thing. It's going to be a close race. The game to watch could end up being January 7th, Texans at Colts. Mm -hmm. That could be Mm -hmm. a game that may just decide this division. Okay, when we return, we have some good weeks picking games. Well, some of us, some not so much. Uh, Speak standings, revealing it all. That's next on Speak. We got to do this every week? Every week. All right, we are in our two-minute drill. It's time to check out the standings. James Ooh, Jones, not coincidentally, covering up it's the ratings. <laughs> okay, everybody went eight and five in the pick'ems last week, uh, but let's see where exactly we rank on the year. How we doing? We? Now here we go. <laughs> we adding emojis oh, now. Man. I cracked the hundreds. I hear y'all in my ear back. I don't want the world to see this, man. Um, Shady, right. once again, you reign supreme. They keep having me with the. Two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, the season's not over. What do you mean two years in a row? Oh, it's over. Are you serious? Oh, you, you got a five-game lead on Joy, a six-game yeah. lead on Joy, right around the corner. I mean, but well, we need Shady to have a down uh, week. Yeah. Once they're no longer bye weeks, that's when you can really make it there come up. There we go. Because right now we're only picking 16, 13 yes, games. Just, just ask me. I'll quit. I, you know? <laughs> Family, we appreciate you watching. Could be watching. <laughs> you hang with us.